right, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Groove Live Show. This is my man DJ Melo Jones on the ones and twos. And like I promised, you know what I'm saying, 915, we coming with the interview. You know what I'm saying? I got the one and only. Yeah, I like that. The one and only Craig Scott. You know what I'm saying? Actor, activist. Amongst many other things, I'm gonna let him introduce himself. Go ahead and let, him, let everybody know your name, where you're from, and where they can follow you at, real quick. Okay, my name is uh, Craig Scott. Uh, um, I'm originally from uh, Baltimore, Maryland, but currently I'm living here in uh, High Point, North Carolina. Um, just got out of, uh, finished doing uh, 26 years in federal prison, um, but I'm working on a, a new mo uh, movie coming out called Can a Nigga Do Shakespeare? And it's primarily about my life and about my ability as a, you know, brother from the street, from the hood, but who learned how to do uh, Shakespearean theater, which a lot of people think, you know, a lot of black artists aren't are capable of doing. But, you know, I, I want to demonstrate that, you know, we can do that no matter where we're from, the gutter or from the middle class or the high class, you know, we can do it all. So those are some of the things that the film is going to uh, demonstrate. And um I'm just here, man. I just want, you know, I want to share my story with the world, teach you everything that I can, because I done learned a lot <laughs> being in uh, prison for 26 years, brother. I learned a lot. I wasn't in there just twiddling my thumbs, you know what I mean? That's what's up. That's what's up. So 26 years yeah. in prison. You look kind of young, so you probably wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> But um, okay, so that's a long time. Tell us, how did you keep your sanity for those over two and a half decades you were in there? And um, what are what are some of the things you've learned in your in your time in prison? Well, listen, the first thing I gotta say is, man, you did a lot of praying, <laughs> a lot of praying, a lot of spiritual work, a lot of work on myself. Um, you know, support also, you know, from uh, uh, family and friends, and 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 develop some real good friendships on the inside as well. And that kept me up, you know, uh, also. So those are the type of things that, um, you know, kept me going. But I think the main thing that um, helped to keep from kind of breaking me was, although I was in there for a lot of time, because originally I, I, I was actually serving a 52-year sentence, even though I was a first-time offender. This was the state of the federal law at that time. But I think that also would kind of help you know give me a peace of mind was i was in there for standing up basically for our people you know what i mean i was standing up in a in a very militant way some people would say violent and all that sort of thing and i accept all of that but at the end of the day it was you know it was for a cause and so i think that's what helped kind of get me through it without without you know breaking me because i felt like you know at least i was in there for something positive okay so you went into prison awesome fighting for your right type stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, we were, um, let, let me say I was. I'm not going to keep implicating everybody. <laughs> say, I was, you know, I was robbing these white people's bank, taking their money and financing a lot of uh, uh, cultural events, employing a lot of uh, people in the community and different um, artistic uh, endeavors. As a matter of fact, that was, a, that was the place where uh, originally Can a Nigga Do Shakespeare started. It started as a one act, one man play. And um, it was, you know, it was about breaking the stereotypes about black actors and whether we could do Shakespearean theater. 
And um, we were also uh, sponsoring a lot like African dance uh, performances. Um, matter of fact, we, uh, we had the privilege of being one of the first uh, clubs to um, allow the, the group that would later on become uh, Drew Hill. They, uh, they, they performed at an event that we financed and sponsored. Wow. So we were doing a lot of that with the, uh, you know, with the funds that we were uh, reappropriate, that I was reappropriating from <laughs> the institutions, you know what I'm saying? Real. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, COINTELPRO is real. You know, they don't call it that anymore, or they weren't calling it that in the 90s. But the base, you know, they were using the same tactics, and that would eventually get me, you know, uh, caught up. That's what's up. That's what's up. So you're like a real life Robin Hood. Real life in the flesh. You know what I mean? I, you know, it is what it is. Uh, we weren't, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't out there blinging. You know what I mean? That wasn't my thing. I wasn't, um, you know, basically risking my life to kind of just big myself up and dress in a bunch of expensive clothes and buy a bunch of expensive cars and all. No, that wasn't my thing. I was spending the money on trying to uplift the consciousness and the awareness of my people. That's really, that's, 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 that's the time that I was on. And basically, you know, I'm still on that type of time. You know, I, I like to say they tried to break me, but they didn't. You know what I mean? I'm still here talking what I'm talking, you know, trying to, you know, uplift the people. You know what I mean? That's what's up, trying to uplift the people. Uplift. Yeah. So um, he's an actor. He's an activist. You know what I'm saying? We we know you're you're trying to get into the Shakespearean theater. What have you been an activist for in your life so far? Well, I started out um, my 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 consciousness and my militancy actually started while I was in college. I went to Boston University, basically studying the same subject, uh, theater. And at that time, uh, speaking of 26 years, Mandela did 27. Well, he was in prison at that time. And um, the university that I was attending, they were still kind of investing and in doing business with South Africa. So I was a part of the protests and rallies to try to get the university to divest their investment with South Africa and the apartheid regime that was going on then. So that was, so that was basically one of the first things that, that we were doing. I was also big in pushing um, for incorporating black studies into the core curriculum on that university's campus. Uh, that was another thing that we were uh, advocating for. Um, and um, I co-founded an organization on that campus called Men of a Stolen Legacy. And these were brothers basically of like minds who were also militant, pro-Black. And we were going into um, Roxbury, which is like the, you know, the Black community of that city. And we were teaching a lot of the kids, uh, basically academics, uh, tutoring them on the weekends and things of that sort. So um, these, you know, these were some of the things that I was doing as far as like when I first started out. Of course, those activities will get me kicked out of the university. So then I wound up going back to Baltimore and, and got even more militant. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So I just, you know, basically kind of stepped it up. Um, I would eventually end up joining the uh, uh, organization called um, uh, Nation of Islam. And I was functioning with them for about two years got to meet the minister, got to do security for him. Matter of fact, most of, most of my uh, activities with him was um, up and down the East Coast in the, mostly the Southern states, as a matter of fact. So I got to meet, you know, that brother and a lot of the top, you know, leaders of that organization. Um, 
uh, eventually would, you know, would leave that because I was, you know, I was, I was on militant, militant stuff. You know, <laughs> so um, you know that organization is more of a religious organization. So when I realized that, I kind of moved on and got involved in a more militant approach. Basically, sort of, um, we were, uh, I was adopting the tactics of uh, the Black Liberation Army. This was, uh, if you've heard of Tupac Shakur and her and his family, the Shakurs, Athena Shakur, Asada Shakur, well, we basically started following their philosophies and their tactics. And one of those tactics was running up in them folks' banks and getting that money and putting it in our community for something positive. So those, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's, that was what I was doing. Right. That's what's up. That's what you were on. And yeah, that's, it's very interesting. Did you always, were you always militant minded ever since you were a kid? Like, or did No, it- man, I'm going to tell you, honestly, the, um, cause my, 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 my mom wasn't very political at all. The, um, the matter of fact, I think the only political conversation I ever had with my mom was she was telling me about the story about Martin Luther King, and I'm, I'll never forget it. I was I was I was laying on the I was uh, laying on the top bunk of my bunk bed, and she was on the bottom, and I was asking her about this you know story, and she told me the story, and when she told me that story about what he represented and what he was fighting for and everything that he was and that they killed him. To this day, I remember, I just broke out crying. I just lit- literally started crying. And my mom was just like, why, you know, why are you crying? And I'm like, like, why aren't you? Like, this is, this is, this is, you know, it really, you know, it really, it really touched me. So I think that was about the only kind of political um, idea or, or moment I had as a, as, as a kid. Mm-hmm. But um, I wouldn't really get, become conscious until I met Tupac when he was because he went to the same school that I went to so he kind of put a, a couple of seeds in my ear but even still I wasn't I wasn't getting it. you know I wasn't really into anything political at you know at that time but it but when I went to Boston University and a friend of mine gave me the book um uh, the autobiography of Malcolm X hmm. that's what that's what turned the brother out <laughs> <laughs> That's when I was like, oh man, this this is this is some major stuff going on in the world, you know what I mean? And uh that was yeah, that's that that was my beginning. That's what's up. That's what's up. You know, speaking of MLK, MLK just passed the other day, you know, rest in peace to Martin Luther King. He really provided a lot of freedom to paved the way for a lot of the freedoms and liberties that we have in this country, mm-hmm. you know. Um how do you feel about his approach? I know you're more militant about it. Do you think he's mm-hmm. been more militant? Do you think, you know, that approach? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this, right? In my opinion, uh, MLK was militant, and I'm, I'm gonna say this, right? I have an issue with a lot of brothers who try to put MLK in some kind of non-militant box. When these, a lot of these dudes that criticize him, they ain't never been to a uh, protest. They ain't never been bopped upside the head by the police on nobody's protest line. They ain't never been locked up for protesting nobody. They ain't never been shot at by the police for standing up and protest. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, <clears throat> MLK was militant. He was on the front line. He was getting bashed. He was getting gassed. He was, you know, he was literally putting his physical body on the line. And in essence, that's basically what being militant is about. 
It's basically saying, listen, I'm willing to actually, you know, see you about this situation on a physical level. It's just that in, 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 his, in his tactic of fighting, he believed that it wasn't uh, right for him to respond in kind, but he would take the ass whooping. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't, he wasn't going to duck the fight, but he just wasn't going to swing back. So I recognize him as somebody as being a militant as well. I can see that point of view. Like, yeah. Willing to put himself out there, willing to exactly. be the pioneer, you know, willing to mm -hmm. um, almost sacrifice himself. Yeah, exactly. He's, he was willing to face that fight. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's, that's what, you know, that's my thing is don't sit, you know, in the comfort of your chair or on the internet or whatever. And, oh man, well, man I wouldn't have been MLK. At the end of the day, bro, you ain't, you ain't doing nothing. You don't, you don't, like people who are criticizing MLK, they ain't never put themselves in the line of fire that he put himself in. But they're going to say that he wasn't militant. Nah, man, y'all missing it. <laughs> That's not how that works. You know what I'm saying? Now, you can disagree with his, with his ideology with regard to whatever his economic concepts or his political concepts. I'll give you that. But you can't call this man a coward. You can't say this man wasn't uh, a militant. You can't say he wasn't a soldier. And I'm not going to sit there and allow you to do it. And I've done it. I've been, I've, listen, man, I didn't put the gun in my hand in the name of liberation and all of that sort of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, no, I'm not going to allow anybody to, you know, to downplay his contribution because he so happens to be the type. They had a, you know what? They had a movie. It was about this white dude who was in the military during, I think it was World War II. And he literally went to war, went on the battlefield, but he refused to pick up a gun. He refused to shoot. He refused to be, you know, to uh, kill anybody. That, was he less of a soldier? Of course not. You feel what I'm saying? So it's that, you know, so I look at Martin uh, uh, Luther King in that same, you know, perspective. He was willing to get out on that battlefield. That's what's up. He was willing to get on that battlefield. He was bold. He was noble. You know what I'm yeah, saying? No question. He's, a, he's an icon and forever is. And right. my next question is like, okay, now that you're back out, you know, a quarter century later, how do you feel about um, the Black community in America today? Do you feel like we're stagnant as a people? Uh, listen, I'm, I'm going to say this, right? And I'm not, I'm not trying to be boastful because I'm not the only uh, uh, brother that was on this, especially during, you know, during the 90s. This was like a common thing. Remember, this is the, the day and time of PE and X-Clan and, you know, a lot of brothers and sisters was on this, you know what I mean? And because we were, the government stepped up this whole incarceration thing, you follow? And in, and in stepping that up, they swooped up a lot of revolutionaries. They swooped up a lot of conscious black men and, and women at that time. And when they took us out of the community, look at what was the result. It got worse. Baltimore was all, because I'm from Baltimore City, it was always rough and bad. Now it's like intolerable. And, it's, and, and that it was, is a direct result of the fact that people like myself was taken off that street. You follow? When we were doing that play, and the local news, you know, uh, uh, caught wind of it and they, you know, broadcasted it. We were affecting the consciousness of the people in that community. And it was helping. 
So now you take that out of the community, there's no surprise that it's going to get, it's, it's just going to get worse. And, and unfortunately, too many people who are in positions of power in the city allowed it to happen. They allowed it to happen to me and they allowed it to happen to other brothers and sisters who were also basically trying to, you know, trying to do the same thing. So, yeah, I, I, I can definitely see, see the difference. It's, 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 you know, we, in, in, in a lot of ways, especially on the, on the, um, you know, on, in, in the inner city level, man, things have gone backwards. Ain't no question. Yeah, things definitely have gone backwards. Um, people's mentalities are off, you know what I'm saying? Mm. What, we, what we value is off. You know, I was, I was born in the 90s, but I wasn't like an adult back then, so I didn't know what right. the average man was thinking about. But I felt like people had more deep-rooted values back then than they have mm. now. I see a lot of vanity now. I see a lot of um, mm. everything is watered down, you know, and right. I don't know. I feel like people don't have as much reverence for the pioneers of mm. history and what they did and their legacy right. and really trying to focus on continuing that. I feel like people right. have just kind of become complacent they just yeah. want to become stagnant and um and well, one thing like one thing i will say is is this is that like in my time don't get me wrong we had a whole lot of negativity kicking off <laughs> in that time period too you got to remember this is the height of the crack epi uh, uh, epidemic um the gang thing didn't really kick off real big on the east coast yet but you know the gun violence and black on black stuff was happening however there was a balance you follow there was there, there was also a lot of positivity going on there was also a lot of uh, uh pan-africanist uh, uh events happening uh you know community events block parties you know what i'm saying so there was there was more balance there now yeah that's what we're really saying is that there's just no balance it's just all destruction kill kill murder murder come on bro and and you know that that's what I'm seeing is that there's just no bound. We see it in the music. See, yeah. before, you know, we had, you know, listen, man, we was booty shaking back then too. You know, <laughs> freaking was my favorite dance. You know what I mean? I don't like going to the club right now because I can't get a chicken freak. You know what I'm saying? I guess that's due to COVID. You know what I'm saying? So we were doing our thing too. You know what I mean? But you had your balance with that shit. You follow me? And yeah. that's what's, that's, you know, that's, that, I think that's what's missing. Yeah, there's no balance. Um, I feel like there's a lot of anarchy in mm. the community. There's a sense of this, I don't want to say ruler, but this leader where they're this role model that everyone emulates in a sense. I feel like right now we don't really have that. So I feel like a lot of people, they don't even know how to be. They don't even know how to live. They don't have no role mm. model as to as Beach. a primary example as to this is who we are. This is what we stand for. This right. is what we will not tolerate. Right. And right. What we want for our people, mm -hmm. for our community, for our children, and whatever else. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I I I, I think I want to say Pac said this one time. He said, you know, brothers was doing the right thing, but shit went left and dudes got scared. You following me? And that's what's go, that's what I'm like everybody's afraid to be the leader because they understand the price that has to be paid in order to be the leader. Mm -hmm. You follow? 
But that's the, you know, that's the whole catch. If you're not willing to pay that price, then really you shouldn't be the leader. But that's what, the, you know, that's the, I, that, that's the constant thing that I'm seeing. Oh man, I don't want to be the guy out front because you know what they're going to do to, so you should, you know, may like you're okay. Just, you know, you shouldn't be that person. <laughs> you shouldn't be that man. You shouldn't be that woman because that's what comes with the territory. Now, with, what I find ironic is people are willing to face physical danger, death, and prison to sell dope, right. to push crack, to push fentanyl and all this BS. You follow what I'm saying? But when it comes to representing the political interests of your people, now you, oh man, they might shoot me. They might, wait a minute. I, to me, I just, I don't get it. I really don't. Dude's homeboy around the corner from hitting your leg. So. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I I can't tell you how many times in prison dudes would, you know, find out, oh, yeah, you, man, you was robbing banks. Man, you crazy, man. I could go on the white people's bank. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Now, this same dude was on the corner ducking the police in shootouts on a regular basis with other drug dealers. I mean, he was facing all kinds of, you know, uh, dangers and stuff that I'm looking at like, damn, man, I couldn't have lived like that either. But to his mind, it was, it was different. You follow and unfortunately, too many of our uh, 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 brothers and sisters, they got a psychological problem, man. They really believe that there's a special place in hell for them if they do something against the white power structure. They really believe that. <laughs> you, you got to. <laughs> you got to. Like, oh, this, like this, okay, the white man gun going to kill me. This bullet going to kill me worse than the one coming from the brother. Like, if you're willing to face gunfire, bro, it shouldn't matter where it's coming from. Right. right. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? But in their minds, you follow? And this has a lot to do with, you know, just how, how, how our people have been educated. And that's how, that's, that's how they feel. That's how they think. Like, oh, no, no, I can't. I wouldn't be able to do that. And then, so, you know what I mean? So, so, so there's a vested interest in, in the, on the part of the powers that be to, yeah, remove brothers and sisters who are demonstrating that no, yeah, I don't give a damn about you know who you are. <laughs> if you're wrong, you're wrong. I'm gonna stand up to you and whatever come with it, come with it. You follow? That's, that's what's up. I mean, I, I agree with that because it's like, look how much any any of the new music you hear today, they will talk about killing another man, uh another black man like it's nothing. Nothing like it's nothing. Almost like you listen to the average. You listen to the average rap song right now, mm -hmm. or, or album, brother. They done killed more people in them in them lyrics than Genghis Khan, Hitler, and everybody put together. But they all black. But if they kill anybody else, it's like taboo. You know what I'm taboo. saying? You can't even talk about it. It's almost like it's like what you said. It's like on a psychological level, what's going on there? It's I feel That's like a lot of mental conditioning. Yeah, a lot of um, old world mentality. You know, mm, teach. people thought in the eighteen hundreds, like really um, submitting to that sense of the superiority complex. Teach, like, teach. White, so I'm better than you know, the black, and if I'm black, teach, I'm superior to and it's yeah. like, man is just a man. How about that? <laughs> I 
How about that? You know, the packaging that he comes in, the color right. in the shape of his nose, you know, right. the of his hair. A man is just a man. You it's, know? It's and brush. it's incredible. Like, I can't even listen. Like, I, it was funny because before we came on this interview, he was telling me about the old school music that I was playing. Yeah. I was telling him, it was like, I honestly can't even listen to. <laughs> because yeah. it's you can't relate unless you got 20 bodies under your belt. You yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it, listen, brother, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you, right? The brothers who actually, you know, have the 20 bodies under their belt, they not rapping. They're, They're not. not. <laughs> They're not. You follow what I'm saying? You know what I mean? It's, it's, they're just the, that's just the reality of it. Mm -hmm. What you have are, are dudes who see this, that there's some money to be made with pushing that type of, you know, uh, those those type type of lyrics. So they, you know, so they push it. And then, and what happens is they start bringing that kind of element to themselves. And because that ain't really what they, you know, really what they're on, they wind up becoming victims of their own lyrics because they are trapped in a world that they don't really function in. You follow what I mean? So true. So yeah, because the real the real killer man, they ain't making no 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 raps about oh yeah, I slumped so and so and I shot. No, nah, they not doing that. <laughs> that's just you know that's just the reality of. That is the reality of it, and it's like what I see is like I feel like a lot of people don't understand the concept of karma. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. Understand universal law, like, and this is all people. I'm not even talking about black people anymore. Right. The mentalities that people. Uh, continue to hold on to in this day mm. and age is phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? It's very yeah, right. world mentalities. And you see a lot of people refuse to evolve. It's almost like mm, yeah. that refuse to change into butterflies. Right. That's it's, silly. it's almost silly. It's like, that's what life is supposed to be all about. You're supposed to be growing as a person. You're supposed to be you know, transforming day in and day out. Peace. I feel like we have so many problems in the world now because people just refuse. Mm. Even when presented with um, information that um, kind of debunks their previous notion, their previous, you know, way of thinking. Right. Just that ignorance is bliss thing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to believe in something I know to be false just because I want to believe it. Right. Well, see, that's, you know, going back to not wanting to, you know, not wanting to face that wreck, you know what I mean? Ducking that wreck. And that's, you know, that's what happens when you are confronted with a reality that that contradicts what you believe. That causes a hell of a, a, a chaos and a war and a battle inside of your, inside of your mind. And people want to duck that. You follow and no, we listen, they, you know, the way they're looking at it is, listen, man, it's hard enough. I got to pay bills. I got to work. I got to take care of my kids. The last thing I want to do is add on top of that is some internal struggle, <laughs> you know, intellectually to come to peace with, oh, man, maybe I, you know, maybe what I was believing for X, ain't exactly so. So people say, you know, bump that. That ain't paying no bills anyway. So I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing. It's that, it's that, it's that, it's that pain avoidance. That's basically what, you know, that's basically what we're looking at. It's not just about avoiding the physical pain. It's also about avoiding that emotional and psychological pain that comes with 
realizing, okay, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think there's a lot of people don't want to face that man in the mirror because mm, a lot of people, they don't want to address kind of the parts of their personality that they need to work on. And that's where the ignorance comes from because mm. like, a lot of these notions that people still have in 2022, mm. it's the same notions people were thinking in the 1800s and stuff like that. And it's just like, um, that way of thinking doesn't, it doesn't, benefit anybody it doesn't benefit <laughs> anybody exactly exactly but it's you know it's all about convenience but uh i'm gonna tell you like a, a Korean, 100%, 100%. yeah people we as a people were bent on convenience convenience yeah where we have to go out of our way we don't want to do it and it, like oh. addressing our own issues hmm. you have to go out of your way to do that it's Teach. not to be convenient, you know. Hey. <laughs> like with the rise of social media, mm -hmm. people are able to hide behind these personas more so than they were ever able to before. That right. allowed their egos to grow so big mm. that type of um, like admission that they were wrong in some way shape wow or the first thing i think of uh i just heard about that case with tasha k <laughs> she's paying for that joint right now same thing ego just you know listen let it go but she couldn't you know she couldn't do it but uh to your point about that convenience man uh i never forget i was a kid korean shop owner and we we're complaining about the prices of these items we got to go you know buy she said, we are a 24-hour store. It's, you know, we're a convenience store. But you pay for convenience. And that's what we are doing as a community. We are paying a hell of a price for the convenience of avoiding these very serious issues and, and, and uh, uh, things that we really need to confront. Yeah, we're paying a hell of a price. We are paying a hell of a price. So, I mean, you know... I know I can definitely tell you're a very wise man. So what do you think we need to do as a people to get back on track? Hopefully you don't say we need to go rob these banks or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I ain't gonna say advice like for that. To go out I just rob no banks. You know what I'm saying? But I do want to <laughs> ask, in your opinion, what do we need to do as a people to get back to that sense of you know, I'm black and I'm proud. You know, what right. I mean? a lot of right. I feel like a lot of people aren't genuinely proud mm. to be black. Like they don't black as in I'm an African. Mm. Black as, as long as you are black, you're an African. Yeah, yeah, I got you. And not this pseudo <laughs> identity, the the whole black American thing mm. that oh. we we try to create. It's like we're an African. Right. <laughs> so it's like, what do you think we need to do to get back to um that? Because I know back in the days there was a lot of pro-blackness. There was a lot, and it's not pro-black in the sense that it's anti-white. Right. Exactly. This is who I am. I'm proud of that, and I'm not gonna let anybody diminish that. Teach, teach. You know. Well, I'm gonna tell you one big thing that I've noticed. When you're in prison, there's no social media, right? You don't get to get on TikTok and facebook and all that sort of stuff so guess what you spend a lot of time reading books so i get out 
you know, into the free world. And with the advent of social media, one thing I'm definitely noticing, people are not reading books. They are not reading. They are not reading. So that's the first thing is, you know, there's there's got to be sort of a, 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 a resurgence of the the desire to, to read, to actually want to sit down with a book, go through the pages, because that's where the details and the information is, you know, is, is, is found. Because I, I find a lot of people having a lot of opinions about things, a lot of beliefs about things. But the second I ask them, okay, well, where is that from? Where did you read that at? They can't tell. Because literally, they're just going off of what they heard said on a YouTube channel. This, this, is, this is where people are getting their education today. You follow? So now it becomes difficult to even educate them because your your you know my my uh, evidence if you will is hey listen go read uh, uh, Ivan Van Serle go read uh, uh, you know uh, um, Shake Onto Diop what read no they, they ain't gonna do it <laughs> what you follow what I'm saying so so now you can't even confront the 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 problem through education because the primary means of education which is reading people aren't doing it. So that's one. That's one big thing. The other thing is fear, brother. I, people, and and it's not, and it looks. It's not just our people. White folks is scared to death too. It's it's like fear, man. It's 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 a <laughs> it's amazing. The things that people are afraid of in society today is 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 mind blowing. So you couple those two things together, yeah. You 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 know you got a, 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 a an uphill battle. You follow me? But I'm, you know, I, like I've said before, you know, I've been trying to change the world since I was a kid. So there ain't no point in stopping now. <laughs> yeah. And um, I kind of believe your, your point earlier that you were saying, you know, they, they kind of found a way to incarcerate all of our leaders of the generation before us, because I feel like my generation and the generation after me is just anarchy of the mind. You know what yeah, I mean? Too. There's no guidance. A lot of these kids oh. don't have real guidance. They don't have, even in myself, in my personally, in my own upbringing, I definitely lack guidance and things. But I feel like collectively, it's like we didn't really have many good role models to look up mm-hmm. to really made us love who we are. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's, you know, the mass incarceration joint, I call it the mass concentration uh, move, but, you know, people don't want to, you know, they, they think that's too radical, but that's in essence what happened. Mm-hmm. But that has, that has been the re- the result of that is that um, because you have to understand, like, you know, you got to have strength, man. You know, they gave it to you in the, in the old movie, um, uh, 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 the wizard of Oz and in the Wiz. The main, the, 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 the last person that had to get what he needed was that lion. He had to get that courage. Because see, without the courage, you can have all the brains in the world. You can have all the heart in the world. But if you don't have the courage to act on what you know is supposed to be done, it's, 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 it's useless. You follow? So now what happens is the powers that be, they see the courageous. Oh man, this this woman, she gonna step up, she gonna say this, she gonna do this, she don't give a damn about nothing. Lock her up. You understand? 
because they understand that's the that's that's what they really concerned about is that bravery that courage you know what i mean this is why they did to nipsey hustle what they did this is why they did to Pac what they did because these brothers are demonstrating a, a, a degree of courage that they do not want to see contagious they don't want to see that catching on you understand See, as long as that community is 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 afraid of us, we got them. But the second that fear is removed, man, listen, we in trouble. You know, we in trouble. <laughs> but yeah, man, you know that's 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 what we missing, man. That you know we we we're collectively walking around like that cowardly lion, man. And we got we got to find that courage. And without that, hey, what you know? What what are you going to do? Yeah, nothing. I you know what I mean. We, we got to be courageous and we got to believe, you know, we got to, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people in this generation is like, they worship vanity. So there's no mm. sense of um, spirituality. Right. Just what exists in the physical plane. Mm-hmm. So they feel like their life is defined by material things, things that exist on the physical plane, but you'll never have true confidence that way. And I think that's, mm that you're coming from I mean that you're talking about comes from right people in the 90s and even the times before that they had a song strong sense of spirituality maybe right. manifest in the religious space where it was a particular you know religious organization that they um, associated with mm-hmm. but ultimately it was the strong sense of um, spirituality and belief in a higher power that was going to um see their dreams through right exactly and and guide them along the path to manifestation of those right exactly yeah yeah you're right because that's like because when you were asking me about how i was able to kind of get through them 26 years it it was definitely something spiritual you know what i mean i i I can't sit up here and give you oh well i just intellectualized no man you know what i'm saying that was not it. I'm gonna tell you, you know, listen, you don't, don't, you don't overcome, you don't overcome literal thoughts of suicide. I went through that, man. You follow what I'm saying? Like, man, I'm not, I'm not gonna do this. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm literally thinking about how to check out of this situation. You don't overcome that unless something spiritual kicks in, something that you can't explain kicks in and overcomes those types of thoughts and those types of feelings, you know what I mean? And, 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 and without that, you know, you ain't going to win no wars. You ain't going to win no battles because in battles and conflicts, you're going to get to those points where you up under so much pressure and you up under so much pain that you want to give up. You want to quit. But then that's when that spiritual fire got to kick in and push you through. And there's nothing you can intellectualize that's going to get you through that shit. It ain't. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, 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 so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% with you that, you know, we, you have to have some kind of spiritual basis, at least something, that'll help you through that, you know, that, 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 that breaking point. Because the physical, you know, the, the, everything that they're going to put on you is going to take you to that breaking point. So now what's going to get you past it? You better believe in something. <laughs> you follow what I mean? 100%. You better believe in something. And I feel like that's yeah. a lot of kids nowadays, they lack everything mm. about what they see 
in the physical plane? How right. much money? How much cars? How many women? How many, you know, just stuff that you can prove that you can account for. Right. A lot of the times it's those intangibles. It's just my trust in God's plan for me, my trust. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I always, whenever I say God, I always kind of put the disclaimer that I don't mean it in the religious sense, like right. the Christian aspect right. of God is whatever God means to you personally. To you, right. You got to believe in that. And you have to believe in whatever um, purpose he has for you. Because I believe all of us, we're just vessels through which God can do his works here on mm. this plane. That's why you have a physical body. We're right. Spiritual beings having a physical experience, you know. Mm -hmm. So with our physical bodies, we're meant to be a vessel through which God can um, manifest his work onto the physical plane. Right. You know, right. I, I think a lot of people, they worship material things, you know, hmm. likes on social media, you know, attention, yeah. you know, clout, all these things like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do anything for clout. <laughs> we do anything for clout. Yeah. Awesome, but, but see, my thing is, right. I don't I don't I don't I don't have any problem with the material pursuits. You follow me? Because I'm, I'm trying to get rich, too. At the end of the day, listen, I'm trying to get paid the whole nine yards. You follow me? But once again, it's about the balance. You follow? There's nothing wrong with all of that. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, listen, I would like the money. I want to be blinged out and all that mess too. But it's got to be some balance with it. And that's what is missed. You follow? There's nothing wrong, especially if you're poor. There's nothing wrong with you wanting to be rich. That just makes sense. But you got to balance it out with the considerations about life, family, spirit, you know, you know, all of that, you know, it's all, it, it's gotta be in there together. You follow me? Like don't lose yourself in the process. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because now the other side is a problem too. Cause you got the other folks that are just too damn spiritual. You follow? All they concerned about is what the hell's gonna happen to them after they die. And now their present life is just, in shambles and they don't give two cents because oh boy, when I go it's going to you follow what I'm saying so it can be it so the imbalance can happen in either direction that's so that's why my that's my big thing is you know you got to you know balance this thing up man you know what I mean the good with the bad the black and the white you know put it together you know what I'm saying I'm yeah. that's what's up very very wise words you know what I'm saying we're almost at the end of the show Right. I feel like we gotta have a part two of this conversation because yeah, I would love to, man. Yeah, because we ain't really get to you know talk too much about the movie, but that's all right. Yo, yeah. sorry. <laughs> that's all. Then listen, that's all right, man. Obviously, yeah. see, I don't have any problem with where the universe takes us. You know what I mean? Because because that's what I'm beginning to to see is that like the more I, I talk about and promoting the movie, the more I wind up talking about issues like this. So this tells me that. Like this is what the world is really needed. They, you know, they need some guidance. They need some just basic mm -hmm. principles, some basic understandings of things. So if through promoting the film, I get the opportunity to share those insights, then then it's all good. You know what I mean? That's what's up. That's what's up. So before we let you go, you know what I'm saying? What words do you have for like the people of my generation, younger, you know what I'm saying? What like advice do you have for these young? men and women uh coming up out here about you know being proud of who they are and 
mm-hmm. um, walking through life with their head held high. I think my biggest thing, and I always say this is emotional control, emotional discipline, control your feelings. It does not mean don't have feelings, but it does mean be conscious and aware of when you get into those emotional states to recognize that's what's going on, but don't make the decisions and don't take actions based on just how you feel because that's going to get you jammed up every time. So if, if, if there's any jewel or, 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 you know, gem that I can leave with anybody, old or young, rise above your emotion. Think, you follow what I mean? Be aware, be conscious, but stop allowing your feelings to dictate what you will and won't do. That's the, you know, that's, that's, I think that, you know, to me, because that was the, that was the thing that changed my life. That's what got me on a whole different angle because I realized I've been making a whole lot of decisions based on how I feel. And I was a, I still am kind of, but I was a very angry man. So I'm moving off of that every time. And it, it didn't take much. I'm ready. Yeah, man, I, hey, what, what, what? You follow? But now I'm sitting back and I got a lot of time to contemplate and work on myself. And that's what I realized. Brother, you making too many decisions based on how you feel about a thing. So then I had to begin to get the information to find out, well, how do I master that? How do I over- overcome that? And when I started working in that path, brother, I, you know, it, it, it changed my life. It changed my entire life, my everything. So that's the gym. And that's the thing that I've always, every interview, if it ever comes up, that's what I always give people. You got to get the emotions under control. You follow? That's what, you know, that you, that's the key to self-mastery. The feeling. Not- yeah. <laughs> control your emotions. I'm actually reading a book about that, that talks about those things, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Self-mastery is a goal that we should all be striving for. Teach. You know what I'm saying? You'll never really find peace in your life if you don't mm-hmm. master yourself, master your emotions. Exactly. That self exactly. So that's very, very, very yeah. wise. Because now a quick point to what you were saying about self-mastery, and I, this is another thing I'll say. Stop thinking that it's everybody else or somebody else that's the problem. Every time I get into a bad situation or get the first thing I do is go, what the hell did I do wrong? Forget about what somebody else did. Forget about what they intended and all that sort of mess. Cause you can't do nothing about that, but you can do something about how you respond and how you react to the things that people say and do to you. That's what self mastery is. Regardless of what the person's intention was with what they said or what they did, I'm going to control me. So I'm always at the root of all of my problems. I'm always at the root of all of my, you know, uh, issues. So that I'm always looking and working on, you know, uh, you know, on myself. So that's, you know, that's, yeah, that's, that's the key, man. Don't, don't stop focusing on everybody else. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't tell y'all. Oh yeah. I was, uh, I'm also a singer. Yeah. I also sing. <laughs> That's 100 percent man. Yeah. We have to have you back on the show so you can talk about the film. I'm really sorry about that. Man, listen, yeah. brother. Any, you know, I'm 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 here for what's you know what's needed. You know what I mean? And obviously this is what was needed. 
Yeah. That's 100%. We definitely needed you. We need guidance from um, the men that came before us, you know, how to conduct ourselves and, and stuff like that. I definitely did. Sometimes I feel like I still do. And it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? We, re we definitely appreciate your time. We definitely appreciate your, your wise words. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, is there a website people can support you at? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram under Can a Nigga Do Shakespeare, but it's C-A-N-D-S. C-A-N-D-S, underscore between the letters, and, and DM me. And please follow, uh, comment on my post. You know, let me know what you think, whether you agree or disagree. You know what I mean, but because uh, that's you know that's 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 basically where I'm you know where I post most most of my messages and get most of my interaction with the with the public. That's one hundred percent. Y'all heard it first. You know what I'm saying. This has yeah. Been and listen, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this opportunity, man. I really really appreciate. And I love this conversation, man. I could talk about this stuff for hours. <laughs> I'm gonna actually just hit you up randomly and just ask you if you just want to engage on topics and stuff with me because yeah, definitely. I need wise people to come on the show and just, you know, drop some knowledge because you told me a lot of things just now and you're really an inspiration for you to come out mm -hmm. of prison over a quarter century and be a sane, functioning adult mm -hmm. um, with yeah. a perspective, with a vision. You still have a goal for what you want to do with your life and all of that. That's really inspiring. I'm sure you could have easily just broke down and kind of yeah come to your external circumstances mm, a lot of discipline i i imagine for you mm. through that time and still be a sane functioning man out here teach you know so yeah. i appreciate you for that you definitely inspired me educated me on some things um i definitely want to hear about your upcoming play uh, a movie it's a, it's a movie movie excuse me I'm yeah 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 that's about. all right yeah Definitely going to talk about that. I think I'm actually free next week. So I might chop it mm -hmm. up and see if we could do another interview next week, like a part two. Wow. Okay. Man, that's see, that's great. Man, that, 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 that'd be cool. <laughs> I think I might do that. We might just have a part two with uh, Yeah, man. I would, I would love that. I would love that, man. You, you know, you're you a beautiful that. spirit, brother. Let's put it in stone because I know the week after that, I have something planned. But the next week, I haven't, I don't have anything booked yet. So I think. Right. We're just going to continue this conversation and Man. talk about your new movie. You know, right. make sure we get to it and uh, we're going to give it the exposure that it needs because mm. we need people like you to, on a platform for people to hear young men like myself and many others. We lack a lot of guidance in certain areas because, like you said, a lot of our, um, our father figures were incarcerated. I had to grow up on our own and try to figure stuff out on our own. And that just makes the learning curve that much longer, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So okay. yeah. again, we appreciate you for your time. This has yeah, been Greg Scott. Make sure y'all follow him. Make sure y'all go to his website. He has an upcoming movie. We're going to talk about it next week. You know what I mean? We appreciate your time, boss, man. We appreciate the love. Um, until next week, Mellow Jones signing out. This has been this week's episode of the Groove Live Show. We did go over by a couple of minutes, but it's okay because it's <laughs> it was good conversation. You know what I'm saying? So we appreciate Craig again. Uh, we look forward to talking to you again next week. And Man. Uh, keep doing what you do, bro. You're inspired. Man, thank you, bro. You keep doing what you're doing. <laughs>
I, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing if you weren't already laid this foundation. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And shout out to everybody that made this possible. The Great FM, WKMT, BB, Miami's number one Billboard Charter radio station, connecting the world with music. Shout out to inspirational people like you. Shout out to Tim for making this happen. Like I'm actually happy I was had the opportunity. Big Tim. Uh, yeah. Shout out to you, Big Tim. Uh, he's probably listening right now, but um, yeah. yeah, man, we appreciate you. We appreciate your wise words. Keep doing what you do. Um, you inspire a lot of people. Um, don't let anybody discourage you, diminish you, and um, just know that you have knowledge to spread to the younger generation that we really need right now. I feel yeah. like us as a community, we need to do better when it comes to loving who we are, and that comes on a lot of fronts, you know. This is probably stuff we're going to talk about next week because I don't even want to get another hour of talking. Yeah, yeah, we're about to go in again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we really need to love ourselves more. And then once we do that, we'll be able to love each other more and we'll be able to unite more and, and really um, grow as a community and really reclaim a lot of the stuff that I think we lost in the past, you know, a couple of generations, a couple of decades and stuff like that and really kind of get back to who we are, you know, the kings and queens Six. of the world, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, again, we appreciate you, bro. This has been this week's episode of the Groove Live Show. Shout out to everybody that was tuned in for the interview, tuned in for the whole show, tuned in for the live segment, everything. We appreciate your time. This is your main man, DJ Melo Jones on the ones and twos. I will see y'all next week, you know what I'm saying, each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here on the Great FM, Miami's number one Billboard Charter radio station connecting the world through music up next is the ryan show y'all enjoy that and um until next week y'all y'all stay safe and more most importantly stay groovy all right Cheers.